0: Ladies and gentlemen, the three knockdown rule on UFC Fight passes in effect. I'm Steve Kim, joined by my co-host Mario Lopez.
1: And Mario, we have a very special guest in studio. Oh, excited. My guy, Oscar De La Hoya, is joining us. The champ. Thank you so much, my man. So much to talk about. Incredible documentary that's going to be premiering on HBO. So much positive buzz. Great, great reviews. Oscar, you should be proud because, man, I'm so proud to be a part of it and so excited by the reaction yeah, but, huh you know what it's
2: um it's 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 very emotional to like even talk about it i mean that's how good it is you know like i can't wait for people to see the two-part series yeah back to back on max um because they're, they're gonna get they're, they're gonna get you know from my perspective the the real story like uh, how i felt throughout my career yeah you know and then post career and then you know when i retired and uh, and and now you know exactly. it's like' because what i love about it is that this documentary doesn't end with me raising my hands Oh, yeah. Everything is great. No, it's like it, it keeps you wanting more. Exactly. Right. It's like a memoir. Well, We'll get into it it's a lot crazy. more a little bit later. But
1: yeah, first.
0: we have some bills to pay. But again, uh, you heard it. The Bout Sheet for today. The Golden Boy is in studio. Talk about his HBO documentary, which premieres Monday, July 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And then part two, Tuesday, July 25th. And he talks about everything else going on with Golden Boy promotions and the sport of boxing. But we must pay some bills, folks. The Three Knockdown Rule is brought to you by the Hustler Casino. It's our favorite local L.A. casino and home of the most popular live stream in the world, a Southern
1: California staple since the year 2000. Also, thanks to our sponsor and neighbor right here in Hollywood, uh, Oscar Lopez from Scout Micro L.A., it offers a unique and innovative hair loss solution for men, also known as pigmentation. It's basically hair restoration that replicates the exact sa- shape and size of your hair follicles by tattooing tiny particles of pigment into the scalp. And it gives you the illusion of hair. Yeah, it can restore hairlines. It'll make your hair appear thicker and if you've got a skin condition or any sort of camouflage, wow. it hooks you up right there. It's the highest of quality. So if you're looking for a new look this summer, you're going bald, you're just tired of being pelon out there, hit up our friends over at Scout Micro LA and mention this ad for a free consult.
0: Yeah, if you're getting yeah, thin, it'll cool. help
2: fill you yeah. in. Right. Shit. Can you tattoo my head or anything? Uh, yeah. If you want. Oh, a <laughs> okay. golden dome. We got right, the hookup. Up. What, Scalp Micro LA? Okay. Okay. Scalp Micro, there it is. So Oscar, there's a lot
0: to talk about here. The question I have is, why now and was it? Difficult to
2: convince you to do this? <clears throat> yeah, no, it wasn't difficult at all. I mean, I was, I was, um, I was, I was contemplating on doing this for a long time, you know, and I just never had the the literally the balls to do it, because um, it's scary to put your fucking life out there, you oh, know, yeah. and all everything that you've done, everything you know, being real and truthful and not sugarcoating anything, you know, and then Mario, um, you know, approached me and you know. And then unrealistic with Wahlberg, and you know we had to do it. I, I felt comfortable doing it, you know, with Mario and and with he trusted with, them. With unrealistic, yeah, because you know I've known him forever, so um, that kind of pushed me over the top, you know, and said, okay, yeah, you know what, I'm ready. And you know the thing is, is that um, Oscar recently turned
1: fifty, right? And it's a, one of right. those things that you you come to a, a, a point in your life where you sort of pause and reflect on how you got there. And, and seeing what's uh, uh-huh. what's ahead. And what was so great about it, and you can attest to this because you've seen it, Steve, it's like any other sports talk you've ever seen. No one, I feel, has ever gotten this raw, this real, this vulnerable. And, you know, I, I, when we talked, Oscar uh, it was like, man, I want to I want to just kind of put it out there and no holes barred and uh, uh, warts and all completely vulnerable and let's do it. And I think there's such a great appreciation because whether you're a fight fan or not, you're, there's something for you Mario, to relate to. Yeah.
0: I've said this on every show that I've been on and I'm trying to get Jason Whitlock to talk about it because I've been able to see both parts. As someone that is a connoisseur of sports documentaries, I can tell you this is a five-star blue-chip yeah, production. Thank you. Kudos That's to you guys. Right, yeah. Thank you. I mean, really, I looked at this and like, you don't even have to be yeah. a boxing fan. Right. And I'm going to tweet about it that even if you don't like Oscar, you will come away with this right. thinking – you know, he's not the guy I think he is. I think you'll actually come sure, away more sure. appreciative of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I've, I've said this: I'm not a celebrity, and I wouldn't want to tell even my close friends certain secrets. <laughs> you're a celebrity, and yeah. you're telling the whole world. How sure. difficult
2: was that? Yeah, it was. And look, I mean, um, um, I, in order to do this, I obviously I had to be ready, ready emotionally and. Um, even spiritually, like I had to be good with myself to do this, you know, because if I was, if I was still fucking around, I, I, sorry, I, I no, don't know. No, no, keep going. If, if I was still fucking around, <laughs> if I was still, you know, partying and doing this and that and, and being irresponsible. And, you know, I, I never, I was never to a point in my life where I was a fuck up, you know? and, 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 and that to me, And and, then this is what people have to realize. Like I have a fucking empire, right? That's, that's not a fuck up. And so as, as, as I was trying to get my life together, as I was trying to do all the work, you know, because yeah, I did, I did go to rehab. I did do all the work with therapy and this and that. So all that prepared me for this moment. Like I'm good now. It's still a work in progress, but I'm good now, you know, so so therefore in your head, in your mind, in your heart, you can talk about this. You can be real. You can be raw. You can be out there, you know, and so I had no problem doing it. I, it, It's scary to, to you know, to debut on Max and the whole world's going to watch it because they're going to criticize you. Mm-hmm. But I'm good with myself now. I'm good with people watching it and then, you know, having your conclusion and, uh, and take it from there. But at least I know that I'm good.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing at the end of the day, you know, I think it was important. Uh, Oscar had to feel at peace and he said this whole process was very therapeutic. Right. And you can yeah. look back and, and you can really, you know, have this honest sort of portrayal. And I've always said like being his friends with the, um, the uh, ups and downs of, of anyone's life. Right. If you're a good guy, because at, at the end of the day, he, he's a good well, guy with a good heart. Right. And you want to root for somebody. That's like a nice dude. If you're a jerk, yeah. And just not cool people, <laughs> yeah. then people. Then it's a for different sure. sort of. It's you know different. what I mean, Mario? And, what
0: was the toughest thing as a friend for you to say? Okay, we got to touch upon this now.
1: Well, from the beginning, I, I, you know, told Oscar. I said, look, as a friend, I want to look. I'm, I'm going to look out for you. But at the same time, I think the way it's going to really resonate is if you are completely honest about certain things that are out there, right, and address them. And I think people are going to respect that because look, no one leads a perfect life. All right. And we all, you try to be young, yeah. good looking, a millionaire, had chicks thrown at you all the mm-hmm. time. See how you handle it.
0: Uh, can we be honest? All these people that are saying stuff, if you had the same opportunities and you could do it privately, you would, we fuck would it all it up. do it. Yeah. Would you would
1: fuck it up. Everybody mostly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, would it's all, a monkey, right? It's like a hard thing to
0: balance, I, We would just say, okay, all the cameras, put them away <laughs> in the safety box, but we would all do it. We have to be honest. Was it cleansing? Just emotionally to get it off your chest
2: yeah, no, it was actually I mean and and you asked me like why now and I mean think about this, I was conditioned since I was like six years old from family uh everyone who watched me fight I mean you, you could see in the documentary like these amateur fights they're jam packed yeah. yeah because I was already at that age a little like a little boxing little uh, prodigy, prodigy, prodigy yeah. right. And, uh, and everybody wanted to watch me. And so the pressure was on me at that, at that age. So living like that for many years and then becoming the golden boy at 18 years old, 19 years old. So living with that pressure for 30 plus years and then, and then retiring. And you know what happens when athletes or celebrities, whatever, retire, it's like, shit, now, now you lose now yourself. What? Yeah. Now what? You lose your identity. And so I'm just glad I'm still alive, like literally literally i i'm 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 very fortunate that i'm i'm blessed that i'm still alive and i survived it because a lot of people don't survive it. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, not only alive, but
1: thriving too, man. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Kim, but he's the only fighter to make a successful transition to be a promoter.
0: Well, let's make this clear. He's the only one that has a company that's just not a name on a banner. <laughs> right. Okay, I've actually been to that's the office. That's right? Right, yeah. I've yeah. actually been to their building. I've actually <laughs> been to their events. I've actually seen a logo. Uh, like, I could put SK right. on a banner. Yeah. Doesn't make me Don King, okay? So <laughs> let's be very honest. Um, here's what I found interesting about what, you guys did and this was delved into throughout the thing and i've seen both parts the dynamic with your mother i thought was <laughs> Crazy, always right? interesting because yeah. we had this idyllic thing about they were so perfect and she was so loving mm-hmm. and, she, and oscar was her angel i'm like yeah. and you revealed no really yeah, was not no, like that we don't want to
1: get too much yeah. into it to spoil it yeah, yeah but right? we sure, want to spoil sure, it yeah. but as a teaser yes i will
0: say this though and not to spoil it i sensed a softness in your father towards you that he finally connect actually acknowledged, man, my son did well. Like, mm-hmm. I love my son no matter what happened. This is my one son, and, I'm pr-. and even at the end, though, he gave a message that it was fatherly advice and it wasn't harsh. Mm-hmm. When did that relationship begin to turn in that direction?
2: Um, I think about four years ago. Yeah, four years ago, uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go up to him and just fucking tell him I love him because he's not going to tell me yeah. first you know so so it was funny because we were like at a some party um uh, i think my sister's party birthday party at 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 my father's house and i said fuck it i'm going to go i'm going to fucking hug him put my arm around him and 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 tell him i love him
0: you had never told him that
2: no never never he never yeah. told me so so i was like hesitant like fuck is he going to like hit me or something you know like scared <laughs> you know like so i just grabbed him Wham and Got told on. him hey i love you <laughs> after a few drinks obviously yeah yeah um and and then he, yeah he told me and then he fucking started crying. So yeah, so it geez. was Yeah, it's like it's it's I I know he loves me. Yeah. But you just want to hear it, you know, yeah. Mario. Is that is like that yeah, with all Mexican well, fathers? It's funny that
1: he says that because that the exact similar situation. I mean, Oscar and I are the same age, same cool. background, first generation, and everything. But it's exactly yeah. it. And we know our dads do love us. They just I don't know if it's machismo just in their culture, yeah. but they just don't share it, and they just don't. And that's so brave of him to to be able to do that. I still haven't, by the way. But well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna do that like this. <laughs> I'm gonna Let's do that. You motivated. He's motivated. <laughs> and that's another great thing about the doc is that it touches on yeah, these really. cultural differences right? Within the family, how he had to have both feet sort of in two worlds with this being welcomed uh, or embraced as a golden boy in the American side and at the same time still um with with uh the, his Latino roots, you right. know, as as a Mexican too. I think it does a beautiful job on that and then obviously yeah. getting into the family, but it made me even kind of self-reflect and uh, yeah, I got to mm. tell my dad I just got. Well, hold on, right. I, I,
2: I have a question. <laughs> I with, was a little, with a little with uh, a little Casa making no tequila right there. That'd be good. We could tell no.
0: this story because it's not in the doc. And Mario, you've hinted at it, and I was looking forward to actually hearing this tale. What happened with you two in San Diego before the oh, third God,
1: fight? we the story. This did not make the <laughs> doc. This funny. did not make the doc. I'll give the quick funny. version. This is a great story. It was his third fight, third or second fight? Third or yeah, third. third second
2: third fourth. second yeah, third yeah. fight
1: he's fighting in the San Diego Sports Arena San Diego at Curtis Strong I remember yeah, yeah. I can't believe I remember that anyway yeah. we're both like 19 20 years old yeah. he comes down there hits me up he's gonna fight but then he's got like a issue with his leg he got like a like a really bad ingrown hair ingrown man. hair mm. <laughs> to, the, to the point where it hurts I so bad walk. he couldn't walk so he had, <laughs> he had to cancel his fight and so I was like wow you're gonna cancel your fight so I said, "Are you sure, bro? And are you sure?" I asked him like three times. "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I can't fight it. Are you sure?" And I said, <laughs> but, "All right."
2: But, but let me tell, let me tell him what happened. So the we called the doctor that night. It was Friday night, right after the weigh-in. Yeah. Friday night, we're in the room. This doctor comes over. He's like eighty years old with a little, with a little, uh, little bag, you know, little handbag. And we're like, fuck, this doctor's going to check me out? Shit, okay. <laughs> and he, te- he, he looks at my leg. He tells me, lay on the bed. He looks at my leg and, um, and tells me, oh, shit, I have to operate like ASAP. That thing's infected. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, because it hurt a lot. So so I tell my trainer, Robert Alcazar, I mean, fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I, I don't think I can fight because I can't walk. And, um, and so he gets out his little scalpel. <laughs> he injects me to numb it. And he gives me a towel, and he tells me, bite into it. Dang, dude, oh, 1950 school, 50 50 style no, right no, there. No Novocaine towel. No Novocaine, yeah, <laughs> fucking towel. So I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. So he starts carving out a quarter size hole in my leg, and it's probably this deep, you know, <sighs> half an inch, whatever. And so he stuffs it with God. Well, no, he pulls out the shit. It's all pus, and and there's a big fucking hair, like a long hair, and there's ingrown hair. All just, it was nasty. And so he stuffs it in with gauze, tapes me up, and he goes, okay, ready to go. And he takes off, and I can't walk at all. I'm, I'm like in pain. So then I hit up Mario. I go, hey, you know what? Fuck, I'm not gonna fight. Yeah, I'm not and, gonna fight. And then, and and then and yeah. he said, I said, all
1: right, you're not all gonna right, fight. Going
2: to... I said, fuck, let's go to Tijuana. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that was I a mean, big, that was a big. Uh, uh, revolution, a bunch of bars right yeah, there. Yeah. So you we hear went, about the, the the donkey and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we party, and you gotta imagine, <laughs> we're young guys, dude. And we we ended up staying out till like six in the morning, and you know, you, you know what the messed up part about it is that I don't even really remember. Like, I know. I know. That's I already know you had a good, time. We,
0: how, had a good yeah, time. we had a good time. We
1: had a good time. So then we come back, and then this guy's going back to his hotel, da, 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 after we finished doing what we were doing, blah, blah, wah. And then he goes back, and then Roger Middleman, who Middleman, was his manager at the time,
2: Middleman. hit him up and told him he had to fight. Yeah. Right? They're all waiting for me there at the hotel, cussing me out. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. You're going to fight? So I had to fight in the afternoon. That was Wide World of Sports. Yes, yeah. in the afternoon. ABC. So yeah. I, I was gonna fight like in five hours. I mean, and still loaded. <laughs> so the drug test came back positive
0: for tequila. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And know, he ended up fighting, and I felt so bad that oh my god, I'm gonna derail this guy. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna hate me. This and that. He ends up knocking him out. I think in the third round. Third round. I don't think he could have made it to the fourth. So that's oh actually my oh, god. Yeah. Thank God. And I always Mario.
0: There's <laughs> one thing that I learned. I thought was hilarious. I've always said, and I think I've said this to him. Jesus Rivera was the best trainer he ever had. I had no idea he was a Marxist. So if he would have stayed with you longer, would he, would he have give, made you give away all your money? Yeah, he, what, who happened? knows?
2: Who knows? I mean, he, he, could, he could have convinced me. That's for sure. But you're right. He was my best trainer. Um, he uh, he was a, he was a, he was like one of these like teachers that like he, Jedi, huh? Yeah, one of the last, Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. one of the last of the Mohicans, man. I mean, this guy taught you boxing, you know. And your, and your dad just didn't like his influence
1: on you politically? Yeah, and all that. politically, yeah. yeah he thought, well, yeah. he, well, he right. was atheist, too. Was right. Atheist, yeah. No, no, he for went Catholic, old, he, he probably. <laughs> no,
0: I mean, he might have an honorary degree from Cal Berkeley, but here's the thing. Yeah. How does your career play out if, let's say, because he even said it himself, I was almost done with Oscar. It would have sure. taken just. Let's say you sure. have him for another two years. Right. How does it play out?
2: Fuck. I mean, I, I would have been, been unstoppable. Oh, well, yeah. Cause I, I he trained me for what three fights I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have been unstoppable. I mean, if if you see the John John Molina fight, okay, and then and then you see the Rellas fight, I believe it was. Relas and Chicanito. Yeah. yeah, the way I was boxing on my toes and you know going into Chavez, right. going into Chavez. So I was getting into my groove, man. Right when they got rid of him, I was just like just starting. So yeah, I would have been I would have been deadly, man. You know, even with that said, you speak about Last of
1: the Mohicans, you really are the last of the Mohicans because I remember you defended your title one time and you fought like five times. Five times, yeah. In a calendar year. Which 1997. Is, which is unheard yeah. of these years. And I always say this about Oscar. fought the best in their prime. Yeah. Never ducked anyone. Um it was always event wat, uh, viewing. Sure, sure. whenever yeah. you know you came out there, big fights. It, yeah, yeah, you know it was awesome, Oscar, and that that appetite that you had to want to stay busy, to want to fight the best all the time. It feels like it's lost now, man. Oh, yeah. It feels like, I mean, that's got to be frustrating as a promoter now. It is. Because these young kids, I don't know if it's the influence from social media or other people in their ears, but they don't have... I mean, you had Aaron I mean, and you had people sure, in yours, sure. but you still, you know, were the captain of the ship and you yeah. and you wanted to be as busy as you can. But at what point did, like, that no longer happen with fighters?
2: Hmm. Man. I have a
1: theory. Um, you have a th- What's your theory? What's
0: I think, your theory? well... As the game got more divided with the networks and then the fighters got trapped in one networks than with budgets. And I also think what happens, a lot of mismanagers are in the business now. People, like you said, whisper in the ear sure. who think that you should never take less money than before. And it's like, no, you always have to move forward. So these guys, if they have an opportunity to stay busy and you're yeah. fighting me for 80 percent, they say, no, no, we need more money. So then you know this for a fact as a promoter. Sure. You can't sure. even discuss sure. taking pay cuts
2: anymore for two-up fights. <laughs> no, you can't, but. But it must happen, you know, because like, for instance, I remember fighting for a shitload of money in one fight. And then I would have to go back to HBO with a budget and fight for less money. And I didn't have a problem with that whatsoever because I knew, OK, the lesser opponent. But it's the exposure. Yeah. And it's that the happened the with Kamau. <laughs> Let
0: me tell you a story about 97. Right. I did a story with both Oscar and Aram. So one of the things that's keeping fighters from not being active is the minimum contracted amount. So whether you fight me, Mickey Mouse, King Kong, all these guys get a certain amount. And that actually dissuades a lot of promoters from keeping guys active because they're like, oh, they won't budge off the minimum. Bob and Oscar both told me in 1997, every fight was a new negotiation. Mm -hmm. And they just discussed the value of the fight. And we'll work sure, off of yeah. that. Well, it And was then big- when he went back to Kamau on HBO after Purnell, of course he took a pay cut, but it was the sure.
1: exposure.
2: Well, right, well not exactly just that, no. Oscar. And I was, understood that.
1: Right. Know? Well, you were smart enough that. to see the big picture. Yeah. And that's what young fighters don't sure. see. The busier you are, the more exposure there is, that's the bigger it. you're growing your brand. Yeah, you're exactly. raising the awareness level. Yeah. And so every time you fight, it was getting bigger and bigger. So when right. you did have the pay-per-view, it would be even that much bigger. Be huge. And, the fi- and the thing that uh-huh. young fighters don't see that, I, it blows me away Well, right. why for some reason they wouldn't listen to you when you're the only one that's been in that ring and been there and done that yeah. and can experience that it blows me away oh, Mario,
2: it <laughs> it, it, it's also it's also sorry it's also legacy it's not about legacy anymore you know right. it's not it's not about it's not about your your reputation inside the ring it's not about it's it's about business now it's about you know, how much can i make um you know fighting fighting once a year is gonna keep me in the limelight and i'm gonna do other stuff and you know you have to think about boxing first and then everything will come. Right? Mario. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I get blowback all the time when I tweet fighters need to be more active, as if I'm asking him to be Archie Moore fighting 20 times right. a year. Yeah. I, I'm not. Okay. And it's I talk crazy. about this with Matt yeah. Macklin, a former fighter who says, Steve, keep preaching the message. So when fans come back at me and say, well, guys make too much money and blah, 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 and they're big, and I say, okay, I got a question. Do you think any fighter, even Canelo today, who actually has been busy to his credit a couple of years ago, I said, do you think any fighter is bigger? than Oscar De La Hoya in 1996, 97? And they say no. So why in the world did Oscar get out there five times in 97? And in fact, in 99, he had a year where he fought Ike Corte, mm. Obacar, and then Trinidad within a 10-month stretch. Look at that, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, dude
1: I that's mean, crazy. It is, it is. I camp,
2: you... I was in camp all the time. And it was good for you. And it was great for yeah. me. Yeah, and um, that's when you were sequestered in Big Bear. Right, in Big Bear, in yeah. the mountains, so. Yeah. And and so what's crazy is that... Um, you know, you you take a look at Canelo. You take a look at the top guys like the Bronze Bomber, or you know, even Errol Spence and and, and Crawford, which I love. Yeah. It's a great fight. Um, I have Crawford by the way, hmm. uh, winning. But it's like imagine those guys fighting three times, four times a year. How how big they would be? Yeah. How important they would be for the sport of boxing? Exactly. How how much more the sport would grow? Well, no, you did your
0: part. Look, last year I did a story for your publication, Ring Magazine. Mario, you know last year our top 10 pound for pound at the end of December of last year, me and Doug Fisher decided to do a story. Our top 10 pound for pound at the end of the year, the Ring Magazine pound for pound list, they fought a total of 13 times, 10 guys. Wow. 10 guys? 10 guys fought. So they, they didn't right. even average a fight and a half. They each fought 1.3 times. <laughs> now, go back to 1993, our top 10, because Chavez and Tony took tune up uh. fights. They fought 38, 39 times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it, it yeah. is an issue, and that's the problem. It's a big because issue. Oscar will tell you, and I've, I've talked to this with Top Rank, I've talked to this with Eddie Hearn, if you do not guarantee these fighters these minimum uh, uh
1: purses, then you can't sign them. That's the problem. It's You're so short sighted, though. Just like It's so short-sighted um, when you're looking at a career and building yourself as a brand. Yeah. Because people don't get to see you. You don't right. get to to, to uh, have exposure yeah. where you're recognizable. That's why Oscar was able to sort yeah. of uh, transcend the sport. So I got to imagine it's incredibly frustrating for you. Oh, yeah. Speaking of a couple of your fighters, um, Oscar, I want to get into. Um, so Virgil Ortiz, man, he, hmm. it, I think it's three fights in a row now, right? Because yeah. of related health issues. Sure. Was it. But was it just a case of that he's simply outgrown it? He should have maybe moved on sooner. Didn't have a nutritionist, or what can you tell us?
2: I I, I really don't know because um, I'm not there. But I I imagine it's his diet. You know, mm-hmm. he's a big kid, but I've seen bigger kids fighting at 147. I just don't. It might be his diet. I mean, he's a hard worker. Yeah. I mean, his his father and 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 Virgil, they're a great team together, and they 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 work hard. That I know. It might be his diet, you know, who knows? But I think he should move to 154, and we're gonna sit down with him uh, very soon. I'll be uh I'll be uh I'll be at the uh, Jake Paul fight, um with Nate Diaz. Yeah. August oh yeah, that's
1: 5th. that's in Dallas. That's yeah, right.
2: August fifth. So I'll go down there, and then we'll go visit uh, Virgil, and we'll. We'll map out his uh, his next few fights. When
0: did you when you were in San Antonio? When did you get a sense like something's wrong here,
2: bro? I I literally I flew out. I, I was I got on the plane. Okay, me and Holly were on the plane, my girlfriend, and literally the plane took off, and I get a call from Eric <laughs> <laughs> as it's in the air. <laughs> as it's in the air, turn around, land this thing. As it's in the air, I'm like, oh, and. And I'm like, oh my gosh! I almost told the pilot, like, just land the plane, like, yeah. take we're a U-turn. Yeah. Oh my Mars, god, crazy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, you never miss weight, did you? Never. Yeah, yeah I never. If got... I if I did, if, if I remember one time I was fighting um Troy Dorsey at 130 30, pounds. Yeah. yeah damn. I in Vegas, that. in Las Vegas, I underneath can't George Foreman, 130, fool. You're big for 130. Yeah. <laughs> underneath George Foreman and Tommy Morrison, I think it was. Oh wow. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got on the scale and I was dead. I was dead. I made one thirty, and a and an eighth or a quarter or whatever it was. And they were like, nope, you got to fucking make it. So I go out. It's in July in Vegas. Oh, God. Oh. So it's a thousand degrees. A thousand degrees. <laughs> I run around. I think it was at the Thomas and Mac. So I, I go outside in my sweatsuit and I run around the Thomas and Mac like oh. two times. I was a professional. Man. I had to do what I had to do. You know, it's like I Mario. Mean, well, that's, that's, the, only that's there, the only
1: time. That's the only time. Wow. And yeah. that was only And because there, yeah. there's two fights really one at the scale. Oh, yeah. And one in the ring. Mario, range. here's
0: the thing. And we've talked about it with Virgil. I know that Virgil has turned down opportunities to have tuna fights in between. If you look at the breaks in between the fights and all fighters put on a lot of weight. And that's the thing. Look, Boots Ennis is actually a bigger frame guy. Is he? Yeah, yeah and, and Boots just recently fought in January, and guess what? In his last fight, he looked spectacular, yeah. and he made 145 and a half. Yeah. And, I, and I've, I've said this, and Oscar, tell me if I'm right or wrong. It is easier to stay in shape sure. than to get in shape, no, exactly,
2: right? exactly. If you stay in shape, you don't have to, you don't have to make weight. You don't, you don't worry about the weight. You go to camp to learn. You go to camp to, to study. To, work on your you Work on your craft. You don't go to camp lose to lose weight and that's what fighters do today is they go to camp just to lose you're, you're spending the first three quarters of camp losing weight it's a fat camp yeah it's a fat, it's a camp. fat camp i mean I, I don't i don't mind saying this a lot of fighters today are unprofessional they're they're they don't take it serious they they the fighters are are you know they take it for granted yeah. you know there's there's not there's, as there's so many fighters now so many Showtime is televising fights. Uh, the Zone, uh, The Zone, and ESPN. ESPN um, there's so many fighters now. It's like and 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 a lot of these fighters, yeah, they don't have the opportunity Oscar, to fight re- on a regular basis because they're they're not they're not ready. They're not prepared. They're not right. training. Okay, but let's not, get into you know. human
0: nature though. But let's say sure. you're a young fighter and you literally have get, gotten out of the ring and you want to fight in a month. But yeah. your matchmaker or your manager says, okay, look, the next date's not till seven months. Isn't that the chicken or the egg quandary that we go through, that, that we are causing this behavior? And I'm, I agree with you. A lot of kids are not professional. But you have to give an impetus to these young fighters right. to actually get into the gym, though.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm, that's no, all I'm sure. saying. No, it's true. I mean, first of all, the fighters should this, – this is his job, his livelihood. Mm-hmm. You should stay in the gym every – like we, Hopkins is a man, great partner, man. He, he works out every day. By the fi- way, fighters, yeah, fighters respect him and love him. And so I, so Hopkins, um, what he does is he calls every fighter that we have now, and tells him, look, if you fight, and and Hopkins is no fucking nonsense. He tells you the way it is. Yeah. It, he'll call him and tell him when you fight on Saturday, you should be in the gym on Monday, you know. Yeah. And he scares them and he tells them. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. and they're actually listening. He so, did that
1: by the way. I remember- I remember we were at the fight together. Uh, it was like two fights ago for Shane Mosley Jr. And he won, but then he got out of yeah, the ring yeah, hot because yeah. I overheard him telling him, hey man, you look like shit tonight. <laughs> he, he, go, he literally just went, he got it, he goes, you look like shit tonight, oh, yeah. you gotta work on this. Well, I he like, told, damn, he, he didn't told, even give uh, him 30 seconds you know, to chill. Right. He told Kid Austin in his last no.
2: fight, Kid Austin, um, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? No. You look like shit. <laughs>
1: Wow, And really? I'm like,
2: and, and so he he tells you the way it is. You know? So wait,
0: you're the good cop and he definitely, <laughs> uh, he's, the, he's definitely, the, yeah. he's the B-Hop. I mean, God.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I've always so, said
0: to boxing fans, you want to meet B-Hop at a fight week? Go to the fitness center at eight o'clock in the morning. He's yeah. literally there every single yeah. day on fight week.
1: So we talked about uh, Virgil for a second. And what's the latest now on Ryan Garcia? Speaking of Dallas, he too is also in Dallas, right? Uh, I believe he moved there. Yeah,
2: he moved to, to, to yeah. start. training. I believe he moved with, there um... to start training. Um, uh, yeah. So, so we're uh, we're in the process of uh, of setting up his next fight. You know, um, if, if we can sit down with uh, with his team soon, uh, we we have several opponents for him uh, to choose from, and then we'll take it from there. After- but I'm hoping that he can fight in October uh and then and then uh and then again maybe like January
0: Oscar I know you can't say too much about it because there's a legal issue but let's go back a little bit I have a theory that once he turned down that Mercito has to tune up in January I said to myself he's not serious I don't like it I remember when you fought yeah. Chavez the first time
2: sure. you fought Daryl Tyson Daryl Tyson on the same card with Chavez and
0: he fought the pink cat yeah and I thought that was important to promote the event but sure. it got you in rhythm when he said, or when his team said, "We're not doing this," did you say to yourself, "Ooh, I don't uh, like this"? I don't like it at all,
2: at all. I mean, uh, Tank Davis took a tune-up fight, so yeah. he's gonna be sharp. Yeah. And you know, Ryan Garcia is gonna be out now for what? How many months? Fought in August or July he against fought, Fortuna last yeah, year. So, it's, yeah. it's, a, so it's, almost it's it's nine ten months. Nine ten months. That's too much fighting Tank Davis, and then, and then his team decides to 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 go with the rehydration clause and mm. this and that and I'm like, you know what, it's 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 over right here. It's over. He it's like you're literally losing the fight before you even step inside the ring. Yeah, stacked all the deck yeah. uh, against him. As far
1: as um and I'm sure you can't be specific, but are we looking at guys like Raleigh's or or uh Teofimo or Sure. Those those They're on of, the list. They're on the oh, list. Yeah. All
2: right. <laughs> Can that relationship ever be repaired? I I'm not holding my breath, but um, I mean you never know. I'm just gonna keep doing my job, you know, and 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 um and and all I need is for for them to honor their contract. That's it.
0: Oscar, everything that you've been through. And this is interesting cause it's I think you're like that, uh, the grandparent syndrome. They always tell their kids, "Oh, wait till you have kids. You may hate me, but when you have kids, you're gonna figure this out, right?" It's <laughs> a good analogy. Um, right. you you're gonna go through it soon. <laughs> Here's the thing. You, at one point, had a great relationship with Bob. Then it fractured. Mm -hmm. Then you thought Bob's the worst human being ever. And then I saw your post today, and you said, Bob, you were the guy. Sure. Do you understand better now his point of view after everything you've been through as a promoter?
2: Yeah, well, well, I didn't have a bad relationship with Bob. It was just that one incident that took place. I mean, when he made more money than I did in in the Trinidad fight, Mm -hmm. I had questions. Mm -hmm. And I found that out. So that's when i started asking questions and um and and then you know we had a we had a contract that lasted for seven years which is illegal here in california and so i fought it and i won and um and then we went our own way but we never had a a a difference of of you know we weren't we weren't enemies you know yeah um there was no beef no there was no beef whatsoever i just i just feel i just feel i don't know there's too many people in fighters ears you're you exactly know? right. Whispers. That's it. It's all whispers. You know. It's all noise. People don't. People think they that that they know what's going on. They they, they really don't. They, it's exactly it. They don't know the. Sport. And they're they influenced, know. right? It's So easy. It's
1: crazy. It is, and it's frustrating to see. Even just as a fan outside, I'm like, why are you
2: listening to that guy? <laughs> why are you listening right. to him? As like, a post- I have, I have, <laughs> I have the most experience. Okay. To to exactly tell you what to do and what not to do, like I ha- I literally have the blueprint, right? On, on how mm. to live like a champion, how to win world titles, how to—I mean, I can't fight for you, or mm. um, but but the steps you need to take. Yeah, the steps you have to take. What's gonna f- happen when you win a world title outside the ring? Your popularity, women are gonna approach you. This, that, like I've been there. Like, ask me, get get advice from me. You know.
0: All right, we're here at the three knockdown rule on UFC fight pass. Steve, Kim, Mario, Lopez, with our special in studio guest Oscar De La Hoya. We'll be back after word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Hustler Casino, home of the most popular poker streaming show, Hustler Casino Live. Make sure you come by the next meetup game on Sunday, July 23rd from 1 to 7 p.m., where you can meet all of your favorite HCL personalities. Proceeds, raids will help out avid poker player and dear friend of the HCL family and father of two, Cody, who's suffering from a terminal illness. It's all for a great cause and
1: will be tons of fun Hustler Casino, see you there. Shout out to our boy Oscar Lopez, no relation, from Scalp Micro LA. His company offers a unique and very innovative hair loss solution for men. They specialize in a pigmentation known as SMP. Basically, it replicates the exact shape and size of hair follicles by tattooing little particles of pigment into the scalp, giving the illusion of hair don't trip. It's actually very realistic. You can see the results in as little as one treatment. They create and restore hairlines, give the appearance of density to thinning hair. So if it's starting to go, it'll look a little thicker. If you're going bald, or you're just looking for a new uh, look this summer, check out our homies over at Scout Micro LA and mention this ad for a free consult
0: and we're back on the three knockdown rule and ladies and gentlemen if you'd like to get involved with the three knockdown rule and sponsor our fine program we still have some slots available please reach out to us by emailing info at boxbid.io once again that's info at boxbid.io boxbid.io is an online platform that is launching soon that helps public figures and professionals in the world of boxing get sponsorships we are proudly working with
1: boxbid.io um oscar another one of um Another one of your uh, uh, fighters, that uh, really nice guy, and I'm excited to see him fight. And I want to put my promoter hat on for for a second.
0: Oh, you called this one a couple of weeks I, ago. I, yeah, I,
1: I've been pitching it <laughs> for the last few weeks. But please tell me there's a possibility that you would entertain having Mungia fight Berlenga. Because I think that could be such an exciting fight, <laughs> fight of the year, Mexican versus yeah. Puerto Rican, yeah. two fighters. I and, and him
0: and Eddie Hearn on the
1: undercard. <laughs> <laughs> but is that something that you would ever entertain? I mean, that it just on paper it seems like it'd be an awesome fight. Just as a fan, I want to see it. Yeah, it's a great
2: fight. No, yeah, it's a right? great fight. Um, look, w- we've been talking to uh, we've been talking to to to, to, to Samson. Lekowitz okay. Lekowitz. Oh, we've been talking to Samson to uh, to do to do Mungia uh, versus Benavides. Ooh, okay, wow, Uh-oh. wow. You're right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So there's there's a there's a there's a decision we have to make. Um, you know, uh, if if we go with Benavides, and that that'll be an easy fight to make, actually. Oh, really? Oh. It'll actually be an easy fight to make. Um, Would the Berlanga one be difficult to make? I don't think it would be, but we're just, you know, we're waiting for an offer. That's basically it. I mean, and in these fights, look, this is this is where we have to obviously. This is where I have to put my promoter hat on and protect my fighter and say, look, we're the A side. Um, we control the promotion, and uh, and and that's that's basically it. We're we're like close in making those two fights. It just oh, it's wow. just a matter of who wants it more. His the last line, one was so much fun, man. That was like a, oh, He's a fun fighter to watch. He's a
1: fun fighter to watch. Woo. That was that was, a uh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Mar, I have a question for uh, you. You, you,
0: I've seen you out and about, and you're a man of the people, but you also have security. I just what would you do if you're Devin Haney, you're in a car full of homies, there's a gun. No one takes the rap form. Now, if you Oscar, would you have said, hey, fellas, I paid for all the Patron tonight. Someone, yeah, I'm not right. going down. So, somebody,
2: somebody take the blame. My Shit. question
0: is, should he just always have security? Or or would someone say, okay, I'm going to take this one for the team. How do you handle
2: it? I mean, look, why in the hell are you carrying a gun? If you're a fighter, It's just doesn't make any sense. Get yourself one security guard. Because I, I only have one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, depending on where I go, right, um, I have one guy, and he's always standing in the back. He's always like, you know, he's not there, whatever. Um, but I would never carry a gun. Why, why carry a gu- You're a world-class athlete. Think about that. You're a world-class athlete. Yeah, you're right. You have all these bodyguards and this and that. Like, somebody take the rap for him. Come on. Come on, man. That's Come on. You're, you're going to get the bail. He you pays you bail. a lot of yeah. money, you know. <laughs> Jesus it's crazy I don't know I just I don't understand this, this fame thing today you know it's just it's different it's I mean you know they make all the news and this and that and uh, it, maybe it helps their career I don't know these I don't kids know. like to like to as they say flex for clout yeah <laughs> flex for clout yeah, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think that's it yeah it's, and, and but it's the wrong it's the wrong flex you know? absolutely it's like, come on you're exactly right
0: your thoughts one. on Spence Crawford you gave us a prediction tell yeah. me how you think that fight plays out though
2: Look, I, I I saw Spence uh, firsthand um, for many years, literally building his career, right? Uh, when we promoted all those fighters, uh, all the PBC fighters that are champions now. Um, and I always thought that Spence was like Sugar... He reminded me of Sugar Ray Leonard. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Or he could have been like Sugar Ray Leonard. That's when when we were promoting him i was thinking you know what let's build this kid like sugary leonard let's let's yeah. let's have him be the clean cut nice kid can fight like a like a beast um and so his style is i believe one-dimensional yeah you know he's he takes his time he's a strong he's strong as an ox mm-hmm. he can knock you out with any hand but he's not a Crawford where he's elusive, mm. where he has great footwork. Makes adjustments. Where he can, yeah, he makes adjustments. He can throw combinations, you know, three, four, five-punch combinations and, uh, and and change it up and change up his game plan. So I just feel, look, like if Crawford is, is, is on point, For 12 rounds, there's no way he can lose. And keep this in mind. Errol Spence has
0: not fought since April of 2022. Well, there you go. That's another thing. There you go. I thought Crawford made a great tactical move, Mario, by facing Avanesian in December. Because one of his camp members thought, they're trying to rust us out. So I don't care what anyone thinks of this fight
1: we're going to fight yeah. and I think that makes a difference no Oscar's points are right mm-hmm. and then he's sort of ambidextrous he can fight southpaw and he's a mean dude too mean. Oh, he's, mean. He's, mean. he's mean when he wants to oh, yeah. finish you he he comes out yeah, there yeah. he's and, a good uh, finisher yeah. exactly one fight I wanted to get your uh, uh, take on Tyson Fury <laughs> oh. <laughs> is now going to fight Nganu it's sort of a novelty fight obviously we wanted to see him sure. fight uh, Usyk and stuff you know I don't mind these fights they're, they're fun if he still ends up fighting like Usyk later on yeah. but it seems like what we talked about these fighters choose to fight few and far between but i mean these are fun are you a fan of these or well
2: i was i was uh very critical in the the in the mayweather uh, mcgregor McGregor, Hmm. because i really didn't understand like what the hell are they doing here Mm -hmm. but i understand now that it's it's just a money grab sure and i have no problem with no issue with it it's fine it's going to be entertaining i mean to see two huge guys in the ring yeah you know I mean it's going to be pretty entertaining watching Tyson knock this guy out mm-hmm. because that's what he's going to do. Absolutely. I mean there's no chance um uh this guy has a chance. What's his name? Uh, Francis Ngannou. Francis. No. If it Francis, was MMA yeah. I'd be interested, but it's not. Yeah. No, it's, if it was I, MMA, yeah, then then and and and, and Ngannou would would have yeah. the advantage. Like when Ali
0: fought Antonio Inoki, people forget. Inoki <laughs> kind of did like crab, like he was kicking him in the leg. It was yeah. kind of mixed <laughs> martial right, arts. My right, yeah.
1: Aaron told me that Ali got jacked yeah, up. His <laughs> leg was... And,
0: and did you know, here's the thing that's... Uh, we talk about the difference in the game. So Muhammad Ali in 1975 goes through the thriller in Manila, the most grueling heavyweight fight ever, right? Yeah. Um... In 1976, the year he fought Inoki in that novelty, he had four heavyweight title defenses too. Damn. So it's really not the same thing. That's what I'm sure, saying. Sure, you're right. That's what you're I'm ready. saying. If
1: you're able to squeeze it in while you're still handling the yeah. mandatories and keep busy, then it's different.
0: How much of a shot do you give Usyk in that style against Fury and that mobility and the southpaw stance?
2: Look, I think I think that I think that Tyson Fury is just a bigger version of Usyk. You know. He's a bigger, lankier, taller version of Usyk and and I think it's going to be hard to hard to beat Tyson. Yeah. Right? I think it's going to be hard to beat Tyson. Tyson right now is in in his in his zone in his element. He's he's like focused. He, you know, he's he takes care of himself. I mean to to the best of his abilities, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the best body. No, no. Yeah. He's built like you a know. bag of milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But he's so athletic. But he's athletic. Yes. Yes. Great boxing and, IQ. And, yes. and, and he has great boxing IQ. And I think that he's, yeah, he's going to be tough to beat because he's on his toes. Mm-hmm. You're exactly and we right. got to
0: preview this fight. I'm going to set my alarm up early. And I think everyone's, every hardcore boxing fan is going to want to yeah. watch yeah, this. Yeah, From yeah, Japan yeah. next Tuesday on ESPN Plus, Stefan Fulton, the unified 122 pound champion against the monster Inoue. Any thoughts on that, Oscar?
2: I love I love Inoue. I do. And I think, I think um, um, Martin, is it? Oh, Fulton Steve Fulton, Fulton from Philly Steve Fulton from Philly is a great fighter actually mm-hmm. I really like that style for both guys I think I think uh, I think uh, I think it's a it's a toss up I really do. I think for the first time, Inouye is going to be not over his head, but he's going to be in front of somebody that uh, is, is going to be slick and then and, and hit him back right. and not be afraid exactly. of his power. So it's it's an interesting fight. Yeah, I'm excited
1: about that one too.
0: You know, Inouye is the guy moving up to his third or fourth weight class. Here's the difference. Sure. Um, Fulton's not a great puncher. way, I think his power will still carry up. The one thing about Inouye, and I've talked to guys that have fought him He's actually fast. He's actually got that quick twitch Mm -hmm. rhythm. And Antonio Nieves, who fought him at the Carson, said, Steve, I've never seen a guy that fast, that powerful. And Rudy Hernandez, mm-hmm. Chicanito's brother, who's a staple in Japan, said, Steve, this is the best Japanese boxer ever. I've never seen a guy with his tools mm. and his reflexes. So I don't know if it's going to be
1: Trinidad Hopkins, to be honest with you. It's got a, He's got a lot of torque in his punches. Let me ask you, Oscar, when you're moving up in weight throughout your career, like we talked about you starting at 130 yeah. and 135 and what have you. Did you see a big difference not in yourself but in your opponents as far as or be, or because you were heavier you were able your resistance was a little better the um your reflexes were still there of mm-hmm. course but did you feel the power difference was it was it was it a big adjustment or just felt pretty natural
2: When I let's see I think when I when I was at 130 yeah I felt strong I felt really strong 35 I I, I held my power 40 40 was a little shaky, a little iffy. I, I really didn't. I, I, really? I don't, yeah, it was a little shaky. Because at
0: 130, it's funny, your chin got better as you had your right. legs. Because right. it wasn't your chin, it's the fact you had yeah. no legs right. left at exactly. times against Campanella yeah. and Narciso Valenzuela. Very, very true,
2: very yeah. true. Um, and then when I went to 47, I, I think at 47 I was my at my best. Yeah. You, at 47. You had your legs strong. At 54, I, was, I carried the, the power up there. Obviously, six. It was a whole different story, but um, yeah, those few pounds make a huge difference, man. Huge difference, well, you, huh? Oscar. And it all depends too on who you fight, because when you go inside the ring and you're fighting the top guys, like there's something in you that I don't know that doesn't carry in with you. Like maybe your power, it's you're hesitant or. Something because you're not afraid to get hit, but you're just more aware. Right. So it just it just changes up your your, your, your game plan, mm-hmm. your you know, your your, your reflexes, pros, yeah. everything, you know. So. Oscar, yeah.
0: I I'll just say this. I don't think I've ever seen a fighter had to sit in a chair, slouch down like you did before Pacquiao. Yeah. If you had to do that fight again, would you just have said, okay, we're doing 152 or 53. I'm not going down to 47 because it looked like you were spent even the day before. Because you hadn't fought
1: that in a while, I remember.
0: Eight
2: years. Oh, oh yeah. eight years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been eight years. And so I, when I, it, it's crazy because I had this nutritionist that we we we, we started this new diet. Okay. The deer meat. You were yeah, eating the, the deer, deer meat. Rob Garcia. Eating, yeah, Rob I, Garcia. I, I, I was eating deer meat. And, and, uh, venison. uh, yeah, venison and, uh, and what else? Kangaroo meat. So actually, yeah. How's kangaroo taste? It's, it's just gummy. gamey, yeah, very, very gamey. Gummy. Gummy, yeah. There's no flavor. And, yeah. There's no flavor There's no fat in it. But it's, <laughs> it's, uh, but I, I, lost too much. I was weighing 142. Damn. So, yeah. I was weighing 142, bro. Oh, dude. So you're like a Shelly or something. No, stuff. but, but what, what was crazy is that I was getting beat up in sparring against Valero Edwin Valero, I had oh, I Victor had, Ortiz, uh, Victor Ortiz in there who was beating me up as well because they're softballs, right? Yeah, like, man, young, strong, young, strong, process. but they were. I, I've never ever like my sparring sessions were the best sparring sessions ever. I loved sparring, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I looked good sparring. So when I was getting beat up, I was getting deflated. So you knew, like, uh-oh. oh man. <laughs> well, so two weeks before the fight. So for the first time, I didn't stay with my with my entire team, my camp, because normally we stay in one home. Because I, I had my my place in Big Bear, right? Mm-hmm. So I told them, "Let me, you guys stay here, and I'm gonna rent my own. My, I'm gonna rent my own cabin, so I can fuck around." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I did was, oh, bro, it was the last two weeks inviting girlfriends up there drinking wine oh, yeah so i was <laughs> i was like i had already given up yeah 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 so you <laughs> you knew. Already well, you i already knew. knew i already checked out i was yeah. like i was already retired so when i went into the uh to the fight um when i remember when i was stepping up to the uh, up the up the ladders uh, the the up to the ring my legs were shaky my legs were just weak and i knew then then and there that it, it's just, it's over Oscar, here's a question that I have relating
0: back. I've always thought of you as a really, really nice guy. I still recall when you fought Miguel Angel Gonzalez at the Thomas and Mac, the post-hotel with Caesars Palace. Now, Mario, I don't think I've told you this story. Me and my buddy Hugo are just hanging out. We're just basically fans, just two jabronis. And I see Oscar in the middle of the casino. He literally signed signed autographs for two hours. In the middle of the casino, my buddy, he's from East L.A., he goes, he goes, hold on, how, how long do you think he's gonna be there? I said, you know what, I'd get stuff. So he went to the gift shop, got some gloves. <laughs> There's a whole mob, he's there for two yeah, hours on his feet. Yeah, I, I remember that.
2: I, I, was like, I have a story, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell is this guy
0: doing? He should be on, like, so that's, that's Oscar. No, he's always been nice, I, man. I've noticed cool recently,
1: yeah. though.
0: You're letting your hands go like the 12th round of Corte on Twitter. But, but, but hold
2: on, but check this out. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> that, he's gonna tell a story on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that So that, I was there, right? You remember that? Oh, yeah. Cause I had told my team, you know what? I'm a little, I was up in my room. Mm. I was bored a little, you know, like let's go down and meet some fans, you know? Um, It was a fucking circus. Yes. And so I remember bro. So I remember I had this, I had this security guard. He was a Navy SEAL guy. You couldn't even tell he was there, right? Just Just, blended. Just Just blended blended. in, you know? And I remember this guy from the corner of my eye. Cause I, I I like seeing everything, you know? (laughs) From the corner of my eye, there's this white guy, right, and he's sweating. He's fucking <laughs> sweating, and he looks weird indoors right? in the AC. Yeah, yeah. And he's sweating. He looks weird. He's like shiny, and and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, hey, this guy, okay, just keep an eye on this guy, right? <laughs> Don't hug me. So all of us, yeah. And he was like maybe like a 50 feet away, whatever. And so I'm signing autographs, and all of a sudden I look, and he's not there anymore. And he's right here, like next to me, yeah, right? Yeah. So he shakes my hand and he starts grabbing it and trying to break it. He's, he's like trying to f- oh, like force geez. my hand to twist it and and you know, my security guards got him third out. So he, w- he was trying to, you know, and this Ruined. was after, this was right before, I think it was after the weigh-in. Yeah, so I it right was. was fighting the next oh, day. Yes, it was, right. yeah. you had, you had it was even the fight before right Purnell. Purnell. Yeah, so they found out this guy wanted to, he placed the bet, he wanted to break my hand. Oh my God. Damn, you know? Damn. Oh, well, that's a I never oh, heard bro, that. That's crazy that you yeah, remember
1: yeah, that. Yeah. So you try to be nice to people and look, <laughs> well, that, 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 well,
0: <laughs> well, Mario. Uh, lately, and me and you, we exchange. Just- you're letting your hands go on Twitter now. Do you ever sure. wish you were this way? Like, you know what? I'm trying to be a nice guy, but if you want to be a jerk to me, I'm going to let you because I yeah. screenshot hey, a lot of your
2: stuff. Hey, I'm before, not gonna lie before to you. Yeah, I, he answers that, but it's that. actually not me. I'm not tweeting sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: befo- before he answers that, it's so funny because I told my wife the other day too. And I said, you know what, Oscar kind of inspired me. Sometimes I try to be nice. Somebody said something, and I thought I'd be nice, respond <laughs> oh, back. No. Oh, and, no. him <laughs> off, and I said to myself, fuck I this guy, you. and so I kind of went off a little bit on him. You know, I was yeah. careful in case I got a screenshot, but I went off. I'm like, screw this guy. Then I did a Kim and I blocked his ass. Oh! And I was out of there. You did the, but I can I'm always nice. But you know what I think is we're at the age now. You know what I mean? Don't we don't need to put up with this shit. We don't need to care. You Wait, know what I mean? Because he is a nice guy. Yeah. But once in a while, hey, do these you guys You have to. Mom, one is, dude. And you, you just you gotta check him a little, little bit. So
0: much, Mario, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Oscar, you have said you're in a good place and like you're always happy now. Um, how much has Holly meant in terms yeah. of all this?
2: Well, the thing. Look, the thing with me is that I- I've <laughs> always been happy. You know, right? I'm always Always in a good mood. But, but, um, it's now it's like, I mean, look, she, she's my best friend. Like literally she's my best friend and, and my soulmate and, you know, and all that good stuff. And it's like, but it's, it's that she figured me out, you know, like she figured me out. She knows what I want. She knows what I need. It's crazy. And then it's little things, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's. It's little things like give me reassurance, you know, give me support, tell me you love me, you know, like just little things. And it's crazy. It's great. I mean, look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. She's the first woman, the first woman I've never cheated on. Yeah. We've been together two years. Bravo, homie. It's crazy. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I have no urge. I have no nothing to, to, to talk to somebody else or you know, it's so easy to talk to somebody on, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't need to. I, I have it so good, you know, and, 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 and we respect each other, you know? So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, that's, it's, uh, that's- and, but, and, and she, she's, she's a smart woman. She's, hmm. she wants me to be a fucking billionaire. Yeah. She's got, she's got the back. And, and, has, and, and it- great. And then, cause I want that too. And so, you know, it's like, and she pushes me and she, and she makes me better. And so it's. I'm 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 living a dream right now, man. It's crazy. That's awesome. And I can honestly say, you know, as
1: this friend coming to say he's the happiest yeah. I've ever seen him, so it's good. When you're happy, you're a peace, man. It yeah, doesn't get better yeah, yeah. than that. It's all good. Go
0: so, just a reminder: if you want to watch this fine piece of work, I, I thoroughly
1: enjoyed it. I, I, no, I'm seriously. I, I and kids, and, and kids a, a tough critic, and he don't he don't ever bullshit. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm yeah. like one oh, yeah. of those
0: old guys, those two oh, old yeah. Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. I'm definitely one of. The, I'm, I'm the Asian one. Yeah. If they had one in the middle, yeah, you're like Michael Katz. No, yeah. Oh, without the name, he loves hey. love. hey. you. you know, good one. No, no, they had a love. They had. Uh, we love to hate each other relationship. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. so anyway, the documentary called "The Golden Boy" will premiere Monday. Monday, July 24th, Part 1, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, and then Part 2 on July 25th, that Tuesday. Uh, Final words, Oscar. what can we expect from Golden Boy Promotions to close out the year?
2: Um, Close out the year, yeah. We're going to bring back uh, Virgil and and Ryan and... uh we, uh, we're we doing uh, William Cepeda. I'm not sure if we announced Come it. Come on, on. Yes. yeah.
0: Is he going to fight Mercito has I Hesta? believe so, yeah. September 9th, well, that's a good gonna fight. Agree. Which we'll is going
2: good... to be here in LA. Okay, maybe not. Uh,
1: uh, well, we'll TBA. See. TBA we'll see. on TBA, the day. TBA. And then but... I saw Alexis Rocha at the thing last night. I like him. Yeah, too. Alexis
2: Rocha. He's right there. So yeah, he's We're right actually there. waiting for the winner. Um, and see what happens with Crawford and uh, and Spence because he's the number one uh, mandatory for the WBO. And he's looking an good. Oscar, he's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, he's and Oscar,
0: good. kudos to your company. You've kept him busy, and the young man has just gotten better. Yeah, better yeah, and better. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, plus, plus we're signing we're signing three hot, hot Mexican prospects Uh-oh. with Beltran. There's one fighter that I love. His name's Picasso. They call him Picasso. He fought Saturday. He, he fought looks Saturday. Good. Tall, lean, he lanky puncher. He looks really, really well, wait, Yeah. One twenty two is it? Yeah, and he'll grow into a lightweight. He, he'll grow into I a fight. lightweight. There's yeah. another kid that fought on that same card. Um, um, who's a tall kid? He's like six one, six two, and he fights at one thirty five. He'll grow into a big kid, but he has power and and, and awesome. doesn't run. He's just like right there. So. Yeah. Me and Fernando from Tijuana, we we uh we uh we have a good thing going. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back strong. Or we're we're coming in strong yeah this this later half of the year. I love
1: I love to see it. And
2: I already told you us,
1: Oscar's gonna be like Aram ninety five out here promoting. <laughs> I'm gonna be right there recently. Oh, I'm yeah. right there you it. know what's funny? Oscar's
0: one time so I'm not doing that. You know what? Bob used to say the same same thing thirty sure. years ago. I've seen interviews and now I get the sense Bob without work I, he, like, oh, yeah. he'd be bored today. he actually loves the sport because yeah. we've
1: yeah. gone to fights that he's not even promoting we'll watch fights together at the house because he really loves the sport so that's what's great man alright so, well I'll we'll talk
0: to it. everyone next week we want to thank our fine sponsors Hustler Casino <coughs> Scout Micro LA and again if you want to sponsor our fine show please uh, email us at info at boxbid.io Oscar thank you very much thank you know you brother. have an open brother. invite here yeah no, drop appreciate by it, anytime that was fun
2: bro and fuck Eddie Hearn oh fuck Eddie Hearn it's
0: part of the shot, Iowa. That's the word. There we go. The three knockdown <laughs> rule on UFC Fight Pass. Goodbye, everybody.